Welcome and thanks so much for tuning in today. Here's the thing, you guys. This is what you need to know about more Jody. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself, all the time. The goal of this podcast is to help you go unfiltered. We use so many covers to hide our true selves, and it's time to stop living your life according to what the ideal police think you should be doing and step into who you were created to be. More vulnerable, more authentic, and more free. Tell me your blue skies fade to gray. Tell me your passion's gone. Welcome back to the More Jody podcast. Happy St. Patty's Day. Um, so today, you are your own lucky charm. This is some of my wisdom from the trenches of the last year. Um, we are going to dig in today and I feel like it's going to get dark at times, but um, just stay with me. There's a lot of light and hope um, in the message that I have for you today. So do you believe that you are your own lucky charm? Do you believe that what you need the skills and tools for the best life that you already have those. Now, obviously, if you want to be a surgeon, you're going to go to school for 10 years and you're going to do some serious work on those skills. But I'm talking about skills that lead you in a general direction of what you want to do. And then once you're clear on that, obviously, you work to hone those skills. Are you waiting for some pot of gold, some perfect opportunity, some inheritance, something outside of you to change your mind and your mindset. Because I believe everything is in you, but you have a very loud inner critic and a very unstable world that you are living in and it's creating a lot of depression, anxiety, and chaos. And today I'm going to share with you some of my real areas of weakness. One thing that I, I'm trying to coin this phrase, okay, so tell your friends, but the term is dream digging. So I'm trying to use this in my coaching we are working to find out the purpose God has for our life. And it's a worthy cause to do this dream digging um, because you want to spend your life passionate and engaged. And no, every day isn't going to be perfect, and, but you should be doing work that makes you proud and aligns with your heart and your purpose. Now, just a really quick word on contentment here because I know some people are going to be like, oh, you just need to be content, which you're not wrong. Um, but I do believe that the more content we are, um, comes when we are doing stuff that really aligns with our passions. So in order to live your best life, you need to do some inner work and silence that real critic. FYI, the critic is you. So today we're going to dig into that darkness that many of us have experienced in this past year. Um, 
So there's a, a recent book that just came up called Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. She's, um, she just sold a cosmetic company for, I don't know, $2 billion or something. She's crazy. And she is amazing and talks a lot about the inner knowing that we all have. So a lot of us have ignored this voice inside us for so long that now it sounds foreign. Foreign. When we do hear it, we don't trust it because we don't have a relationship with that internal voice anymore. And if you tell your brain over and over, over that something is impossible, your brain will believe it to be true. And in the same way, if you tell yourself all the time you're forgetful, you really start to live into that label. And so this is what we've done to our knowing. We've silenced it for so long that we don't recognize it anymore. And sometimes you get an idea and often your logical brain will shoot it down almost immediately without hesitation because of all the reasons it's impossible. And my husband and I joke because he gets an idea and almost instantaneously disputes it. Like no brainstorming, no second thought. And it's actually so funny because our brains are so opposite. And so we laugh about it. But we've pushed down a lot of these thoughts and ideas and told ourselves that what our knowing is hinting at is impossible. You have silenced your knowing and now you don't recognize your inner voice. So picture a thirsty plant, one on the brink of death, okay? So leaves are wilted, stems are limp. And when we continually silence our dreams, we look like a wilted plant, limp and powerless with no hope for the future. But we are thirsty for a good life. Don't you love that? Isn't that good? We are. We're super thirsty for a good life, a life we are proud of, a job where we are thriving at what we do. Um, we want to be people who are engaged, confident, proud of who we are and what we bring into the world. And I think we deserve to live like that. Um, we don't want to live a life of sadness and a life of despair or confusion or settling. And I truly believe like if you're listening to this and you are on fire, you love what you're doing every day um, or you like 90% love what you're doing every day. I think in my last podcast, I said 80 is what you should shoot for, but let's shoot for 90. If you are 90% satisfied with what you're doing every day, but there's 10% that's just annoying, that's just life. But I think if we're living in I feel like you know. I feel like if you're listening to this and this is resonating with you, you know what I'm talking about and this message is for you. So if your knowing has grown silent, you have to be ready to do a lot of brainstorming. So I would recommend listening to episode 13 of this podcast. It's called Go Find Your Best Life. And I want you to answer the questions in that episode because that's going to help you awaken your knowing, your spirit. Tell God that you're listening and you want to know what the next steps are. Take little steps in faith and this will get you into the practice of moving on your dreams. And when the time comes for you to make a big leap, you will have the strength that you built up from all of the little steps you took. Um, now something that's like, I don't know, a real struggle. I don't know how many of you are struggling with this and I'm honestly really insecure to share as much as I'm going to share on this episode. Um, makes me just feel physically ill, but I'm going to press into that because I believe there's a purpose for it. So if your mind has grown toxic, you need to be ready and willing to reclaim your life out loud. So like I said, this is hard. This is hard for me. And I'm not commonly like this, but I've really struggled in the last few months. And so I literally, like a month ago, looked in the mirror at a mall. I was trying on some boots and I told myself I was ugly. I told myself I would always be fat that I was internally broken and no one would ever listen to a speaker that looked like me. 
no one would look to me for motivation. And I, these words came at me so fast. Of course, I masked up and I took the boots off and I could just feel, I could feel the pressure in my chest because I don't like to cry and I certainly don't want to cry in public. And I very quickly left the store. I was already crying. Something about my mask made me feel like people couldn't see me. Like they can definitely see my eyes. Anyways, so I was, I was sobbing. I got to my car. I sobbed so hard, so hard, gut-wrenching sobs. It was literally like someone was standing beside me saying those words to me. That was how it felt. That's how real it felt. And it felt like in that moment, these lies felt like so true Like that absolutely my career, my hopes, my dreams were done because this critic was so loud. And in my opinion at that moment, so accurate. I called my two best friends because I always call them when I'm struggling, when I'm happy, when I'm just doing life. And they were horrified. And, And I'd never really told someone when I'd had thoughts like that before, but I just told them. And... I don't know. And then the more I thought about it, like I realized when I went to say it out loud and even as I read it to you, like I cringe and it's awful and it makes me not want to post this episode. And then I think maybe there's freedom in the release of this to other people. I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll regret it. I don't really know. But I believe some of you are talking to yourself like this too, or you've had these experiences. I believe it's worse in the winter with the heaviness of society, living a life void of seeing the people you love. God bless our government. Um, Gary Zukav Zukav has a quote. um, By choosing your thoughts and by selecting which emotional currents you will release and which you will reinforce, you determine the quality of your light. You determine the effects that you will have upon others and the nature of the experiences of your life. Words have destroyed us and words will remake us. I'm going to coin that as a quote by Jodes. Words will destroy us and words will remake us. This may sound extreme, but do you say abusive things to yourself or things you would never say to another human being? Do you say things looking in the mirror? Do you call yourself stupid? Um, you know, like I, I hear people make comments, my kids say things occasionally and I, I will like stop them in their tracks, but I've never done it to myself, stopped myself in my tracks. And I'm calling this internal verbal abuse. Okay. That's my, um, my made up term that I feel like is very accurate description. And that's what it is. It's abuse. And pretty quickly we say those things to ourselves and we live into that. We live in and believe those things. Dr. Caroline Leaf specializes in cognitive and metacognitive neuropsychology and is the author of Switch Your Brain. She has a podcast too called Cleaning Up the Mental Mess and I would encourage anyone to check her out. She talks about the actual physical changes that happen in your brain when you think toxic thoughts. She says, your brain simply captures what your mind tells it to and that impacts the body. It is through the mind that our soul will or will not prosper. So you've got some really deep stuff. There's a Bible verse that says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I am working to renew my mind every day. I use mantras, Bible verses, and I am going to rewire my brain. 
When a dark voice creeps into my brain, I'm going to recognize the lie and throw it out. It's like if I listed a bunch of your physical traits, okay? I might say, you know, you have blonde hair, you are five foot six, you have green eyes, your skin is blue, you have um, a kind heart. You'd be like, whoa, wait, my skin's not blue. You would know immediately that that's not true because you know yourself enough. So the goal is that in your inner knowing, you would know that you would recognize, recognize a lie so quickly. So back to that question. Do you believe that everything you need to start, whatever it is you need to start, is already inside of you? Do you believe that about yourself? Sit and write it out. Silence the inner negativity and just write. Um, in the last year, I feel like all of us have had those moments where we're like, what is even happening in my mind, my heart, my person? Um, a lot of us have struggled. And it, for me, it's really come in waves where I don't even know I'm so confused. And it's so funny because I'll go quiet on social media when I'm feeling really, really down. And then I'll show up because I'm feeling really good. And I was like, is this bipolar? Like, I don't know what's happening inside of me, but it really comes in highs and lows. And, you know, it, it feels like you come this year you come out of the water for a quick breath and then someone shoves your head right back under. And sometimes it's government regulations, COVID in general, disappointment with loved ones, strained relationships, because none of us are on the same page at the same time and everything is awkward and weird. I don't know why, but like people moving really far around me literally still makes me want to cry. And I'm just such a people lover. I'm, I'm physical touch is my, one of my love languages. I just love people and I feel so distanced and even just not seeing faces makes me deeply, deeply lonely. And so, and then I second guess myself when I'm with people because I don't want to offend someone. And then I become so passive in my opinions that I feel deluded, wondering what do I even think, feel, believe anymore. Um, now I would love to fake it. But for those of you who have seen me try to fake anything, it's horrible. Like it is laughable, weak sauce. If I'm mad at you, like there's just no faking it. You know instantly. And I wish it, this was easier, but it's just not. It's just not something I do well. Now, this is going to make you roll your eyes, but I am a bright light. Okay. So I am not saying this like a narcissist. This is just my reality. I'm naturally by nature, a very joyful person. So I easily keep up the spirits of those around me. I literally, um, make jokes when things are, when things are grumpy, when things are happy, when things are sad. I like, and sometimes it's inappropriate. Mostly people always welcome it because they're surprised by it and they don't know what to do, but I have a deep seated joy. I am an encourager and I'm very sincere. Um, and so for me, I literally just can't fake it. Now, something that's really weighed heavily on me is I make up that people expect this from me. That everyone everyone is always very confused when I'm down or if I don't um, share my opinion on something. Um, the girls at work joke that it's like creepy like a serial killer. Like I just go really quiet. But um, I feel like I'm rarely allowed to be down. So no one has actually said this. These are what I like to call implied expectations 
and they control they control us they control me a little and so I've it's been really hard in the last while when I lead all these people and I'm literally responsible for the engagement and the revenue and the sales of five offices but the engagement so what do you have to do to engage people? Usually it's high energy, it's motivation, it's all that stuff. That's what I'm responsible for at work. But I feel it everywhere. I feel it in my home. I feel it in my family. And so as much as no one has said this, they're used to me providing that comic relief or that smile or whatever it is. Um, but assumptions, as we all know, make an ass of you and me. And so we don't want to live in those assumptions. And we, we obviously just can't always be what other people need us to be. But it creates a lot of pressure in our bodies, our physical bodies. And what I want people to, what I want you to take from this is that when you aren't living in alignment with how you desire deeply to live your life, it creates a physical, a physiological response. And for me, my blood pressure is always really low, like 90 over 55 for you nurses out there. And April of 2020, I sat down at the grocery store. You know, now these are all blocked off because of germ potential. But I checked my blood pressure and it was 142 over 100. And because I, I can't fake it. And even if you are out there trying to fake it, bless your heart for trying to smile and fake a smile with a coffee to go like Daniel um, Powder says at the beginning of this episode and that song I play it's like your body knows that things aren't okay and that's why you can't live in a state of faking it you have to dig in and deal with the voices deal with the causes of panic attacks anxiety depression what are our root causes what is this coming from what's it stemming from and so um, my body isn't hiding it. It's absorbing the stress. And these negative experiences, the longer we sit in them, they create changes in our body and in our brains. Okay, so picture this girl. So this was me for most of the winter and this was my home uniform because mostly we are all at home, right? With our spare time. So I'm wearing these crabby pajama pants. Like they literally say crabby in the morning and they have crabs all over them. And reading socks. So if you know, you know, you know, um, and... My reading socks are like a sweater and also a blanket all in one. They're fantastic. But one day my husband called them my bacteria socks. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you never wash them. And I was thinking of these socks like a robe. <laughs> They're definitely not a robe. They're definitely socks. I have since started washing them. I'm very proud of myself. Um, but until he kind of called it out, I like hadn't even noticed. And I'm wearing my husband's Oilers hoodie and there's egg crusted on the front. And I don't spend one second looking at myself in the mirror on the weekends because who cares anymore? Everything is stupid. And so you take one look in the mirror and you can't help but feel sorry for this girl. And more on my excuses later in this episode. But I was just, I was so blue. And at the time I wasn't committed to doing anything but being sad but then I started to stay there for so long that it was really hard to get out. Um, so I started to make choices and I started showing up for myself. Full ownership. I was so disconnected, my mind from my body, and it was starting to cause me harm. It becomes hard to talk to friends when you're sad because no one understands you and you just don't even want to talk about how you feel. And because I can't fake it, then I want to avoid people. It feels like the world isn't ready for your sadness. 
or they don't know what to say if you're actually honest. We have all these mental health days, which I think is so great. And yet when people are truly depressed, they mostly don't want to talk to you about it. Well, I definitely didn't really want to talk about it. So yeah, there's that song, Faking a Smile with a Coffee to Go. And I always feel like years ago when, I don't know, someone had died and I was at the grocery store and the lady was like, how are you doing today? And I was like, I'm not good. And it was just one of those moments where like the look on her face, I was like, she just wants me to say good. She doesn't want me to tell her. So I think in society, we so frequently are like, how are you doing? How's it going? And we don't actually, we're not actually ready for someone's authentic response. And so sometimes I believe in the saying, fake it till you make it. Um, But at the same time, you hit a point where it's just you and God, or some people call it the universe, but God never leaves you. So it's just the two of you and you need to sit down and work it out. When you're on a date, you're going to fake it till you make it. So I should say, I do actually have some use for that saying, you don't want to show all your cards. You're going to hold in your farts. You're, you know, but when you're referring to your one and only brave life, you need to show up for yourself authentically. When you're alone with your thoughts, you need to be 100% honest, raw, and transparent. What has got you down? What is the cause of your anxiety? Why are you listening to the dark voices? And how long have you been listening to them? What causes you to not believe in yourself? Do you believe you deserve more? We keep saying, I'm sad, but for no reason. Have you heard anyone say that, like, in the last year? Like, I've said it so many times, like, I'm just really sad, but, like, for no reason, I guess. And we have a million reasons right now that we're sad and that everything is weird and, you know, everything feels uncertain and crazy. And then you add, like, government conspiracies to that and we all just want to die. Like, it's awful. But something I've learned from hosting this podcast is there is always a reason And I think I know for myself when I don't want to acknowledge the reasons, I turn the music up. I never have any silence. I don't want to do any meditation. I tune everything out, keep everything super loud so I don't have to tune into myself. But there are so many people that are living with trauma. And that's what I noticed hosting this podcast. Lots of stories, lots of PTSD. So don't let yourself think that you're sad for no reason. Dig for the reason and don't give up on yourself. If you found yourself crying about nothing, that's where you need to realize it's not nothing. You've experienced a ton of grief and apparently it doesn't appear to be letting up, which is also discouraging. And, but we need to spend actual time with ourselves, like you would with a sad friend and get clear on what's bothering you the most. Like I am the queen of not wanting to feel my feelings for sure. Feel my chest get tight feel a physical weight on my shoulders. I crave all the burgers. Um, I know something is bothering me. And then at the drop of the hat, I will have a deep sob session. You know, the kind where like no sound comes out and it almost hurts your throat and your chest. But I have excuses. I have so many excuses that I use. And there are a lot of areas in my life where I'm truly confident. But my biggest struggle, and this is what I don't want to tell you, is that keeps me imprisoned is my physical weight, my body weight. It's an area that I have been believing lies about my worth since I was like, I want to say like five years old. And to be honest, I realized even typing this up that, and that day when I was at the mall looking in the mirror, um, that I have not done the deep work to heal this area. 
And when I get down and depressed, the dark thoughts come back with a vengeance. They almost shock me. And the areas in my life that I've committed to working on myself, I see, I've seen huge victory in them. But this one, this is a deep one. And still at 38 years old, they are, there are a lot of days it holds me prisoner. I'm planning an event actually coming up here with this beautiful girl and we're going to host it on Zoom. And immediately I was like, oh, like we should host it together. It would be so funny. Like we could be really entertaining for people. And then all of a sudden I was like, you can't stand beside her. You can't stand beside her because you will look so hideous and huge standing beside her. Like, oh my gosh, like when in my life would I ever think a thought like that? And it would just like came in out of nowhere and then all of a sudden I thought that's the prison that's the prison that holds me back from doing the awesome thing or creating joy for other people because of how my physical body is going to look standing beside this really beautiful girl but just like even saying it out loud just seems so crazy but the things we can't seem to work past I'm going to call those our strongholds Okay, so first the lie comes into your head about your worth being attached to your your physical appearance and then come all of the excuses. So my weight is because my genetics are broken. This is my favorite one because it it like doesn't even sound remotely possible. And I actually think I asked Dr. Shannon about it and she was like, that's not a thing. Um, I starved myself as a teen. Um, I can't commit to anything, which is absolute hogwash. I am so committed and driven. Um, Success is impossible for me in this area. My metabolism just doesn't work. Everyone has something mental they're carrying. This is just mine. Okay, so these these are the excuses I give myself. And I just settled in with it and accepted it like it's my life. And then I want to like hide in a cardigan or not go on a Zoom meeting beside a beautiful woman because I just won't measure up. Like, why do I even need to measure up? We don't even need to look the same. Like, it's just, you start to like, you get it on paper and all of a sudden you're like, this is freaking ludicrous. But for some reason, I'm letting it hold me like a physical prisoner. And I'm not even going to show up and give the world what I could give the world if I'm going to be afraid of people seeing my physical body. I just need a job on the radio. (laughs) But like, how disempowered does this sound? In those excuses, there is no ownership in my language at all. And honestly, I have seen the, mind you, slow results of putting down my fork, giving my body the nourishment it needs, not eating my feelings, and as, as should be expected, the results were positive from this. And yet, I slip back because it's probably my deepest stronghold. I switch back to the blame game. And Why? I blame human nature and the devil, usually. And once we get past these strongholds and lies, we need to be careful not to attach to our old shackles and chains again. We need to affirm who we are and not fall prey to the lies and mind games. It's funny because, like I said, I know who I am in business. I am a powerhouse. And if you tried to tell me that I wasn't, like I would laugh. Like I literally know what I bring to the world in business. I know what I bring to people when I'm leading them or coaching them or firing them up. I can see all of it. And then all of a sudden I'm just crying because I saw myself in a mirror at the mall and my brain told me all these horrible things. So what are your strongholds? 
what are the areas of your life that are holding you as a prisoner? Do you want to stay there? Let's move on and picture our overcoming together. I honestly hadn't really admitted this struggle to myself. And like, I never really saw it as as deep as it was until I sat down and I had zero intention of sharing this struggle with anyone. My two best friends were so shocked by it that that felt like enough. Like I just didn't need to tell anyone else. But I have so many areas where I'm strong and I feel literally unshakable. But this is not one of them. Come at me in business and I am strong, confident, creative. I know my mind. I know my worth. I know what I have to offer. You asked me to put on a bathing suit and I literally want to die. Makes me feel like I am a totally different person. So let's sit and visualize. Can you picture a better life? Do you know the power of visualization? I started doing this when I was in Alberta and planning to move to Vancouver Island. I would sit and picture what living on the island would be like. Where would I grocery shop? How would I spend my day? How would I feel? What would it smell like outside? And honestly, just to brag for a minute, it mostly smells like firewood and salt. And I love it. How does living the best version of you feel? That sounds like really bad English, but how does living the best version of you feel inside you? How does it feel? Who are you in your relationships? How do you spend your day when you are your best self? What do you accomplish when you are living the highest version of yourself? Who do you love? How do you love them? And how are you loved by them in return? What does this better life look like? What is maximum value in this better life? And I think focusing, picturing it, and then focusing on how good that feels, how free you feel, um, it's going to help you get more clarity. And I don't think of this. I feel like people talk about visualization. So many of these things sound so dumb and hokey. And then when you actually sit and do it, it's like literally just shutting your eyes and daydreaming. That's really all it is. And something I would recommend that you do is take three to five minutes for 10 days straight and just write about what you want in your life. And I did this just recently. It was actually a really powerful experience. And then I start praying for green lights and affirmation about the next steps to take in my life. Maybe you need to take next steps. Maybe you need to hire a coach. Maybe you need to get into therapy deal with the trauma from childhood, carve a new path at 50, be a bright spot in someone else's life, serve people with your whole heart. Um, I do believe in the power also of changing your clothes, eating whole foods, washing your socks, drinking water, exercising every friggin' day, stretching your muscles as much for as much time as you're going to do cardio or strength. You need to stretch. I believe in loving yourself, repeating kind, encouraging words, mantras, or affirmations, asking for what you need, whether it's hugs, coffee, self-care. I do believe that what you believe will happen, what you think is possible in your one amazing life is what will happen. So what do you believe? Hal Elrod, author of The Miracle Morning, says our outer world is always a reflection of our inner world. He says, I believe it's crucial for us to embrace the perspective that anything another person has overcome or accomplished is simply evidence that anything, and I mean anything, that you want to overcome and accomplish is possible for you. 
no matter what your past or current circumstances. It begins with accepting full, total responsibility for every aspect of your life and refusing to blame anyone else. The degree to which you accept responsibility for everything in your life is precisely the degree of personal power you have to change or create anything in your life. It is important to understand the responsibility is not the same as blame. Blame determines who is at fault for something and responsibility determines who is committed to improving things. You have one life to live and you are your own lucky charm. Step into it. Do the physical writing down of everything you need to do. Stay committed and you will live your absolute best life. And guess what? You 100% deserve it. Well, that was so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with everyone you know, and I will be back here next week with more stories, more courage, more vulnerability, and just a little more Jody to brighten your day.